Take your Bibles and turn to the book of Numbers, chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Numbers 10, 1 through 10. I want to preach for just a moment another gospel message in the book of Numbers entitled, It's Time to Blow It Out. Amen. <laughs> it's time to blow it out. Look in Numbers 10, verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Make thee two trumpets of silver, of a whole piece shalt thou make them, that thou mayest use them for the calling of the assembly and for the journeying of the camps. And when they shall blow with them, all the assembly shall assemble themselves to thee at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And if they blow but with one trumpet, then the princes, which are heads of the thousands of Israel, shall gather themselves unto thee. When ye blow an alarm, then the camps that lie on the east part shall go forward. When ye blow an alarm the second time, then the camps that lie on the south shall, shall take their journey. They shall blow an alarm for the journeys. But when the congregation is to be gathered together, ye shall blow. <laughs> but ye shall not sound an alarm, and the sounds of and the sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow with the trumpets. They shall be to you for an ordinance forever throughout your generations. And if you go to war in your land against the enemy that oppresseth you, then you shall blow an alarm with the trumpets, and ye shall be remembered before the Lord your God, and ye shall be saved from your enemies. Also, in the day of your gladness and in the solemn days and the beginning of your months, ye shall blow with the trumpets over your burnt offerings, over the sacrifices of your peace offerings, that they may be to you for a memorial before your God. I am the Lord your God. Father, we pray you'd help me to preach in the power of the Holy Ghost. Help me be a help and encouragement to our people. I pray God during this snowy time, the snow is from heaven, and I pray God we do our best to mind you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want you to look today at this other gospel message in the book of Numbers. It's time to blow it out. We're going to focus in on these trumpets. Notice with me by way of introduction, there is a master of the trumpet. The one who designs, the one who delivers the instructions and gives the duties on how and when they are to be used. We know that is God, of course. He said, I am the Lord your God in verse 10. There's a message of the trumpet, I believe, as it applies to us. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet. I believe it is a gospel message. It is a clear message. It is a concise message. It is a message for war, a message for warning, a message for worship. And then there's the messenger of the trumpet, those who've been ordained, those who have been ordered of the Lord to sound the trumpets. Then there's uncertain sounds. That's uncertain sounds. How will they know to come to war? How will they know to come to worship? How will they know to walk out and start journeying? Uh, that's what Paul said in the book of Corinthians, this, this uncertain sound. There's an uncertain sound in our day of compromise, a certain sound of coldness, uh, of criticism and confusion that ultimately ends to a catastrophe in the congregation of God's people. Let's walk through just verses 1 through 2, if the Lord will help us, and look at this entitled, uh, It's Time to Blow It Out. Notice with me, if you will, in verse 2, the structure of the trumpet, its material, the making of the trumpet. The Bible says it is to be of silver, made of silver. Silver in the Word of God, in the symbolism of the Old Testament, is a type and symbol of redemption. Silver means 
or speaks of redemption. So the trumpets are the means of proclaiming redemption, making known the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. But it's also, it also said that this trumpet is not just about the redemption. It, it is about the one who redeems. Trumpets are silver. They are the embodiment of that spiritual truth, the redemption provided by our Savior. It is he's the master of the trumpets, so the made of uh, they're made of silver. That but they are to make a certain sound. It's different than a shofar, uh, that that horn that that is used uh, a ringing, a warning. The trumpet, as used in our text, has a certain melody. It is it is a joyous sound? In almost every instance, uh, the trumpet is used. It is suggestive of gladness, of hope, of, of jubilee. Uh, there's a silver trumpet when the Lord comes back. The trumpet of the Lord uh, is announcing his return. So the sound is the, uh, this sound that the trumpet makes, it is the exact opposite of a timid whisper. In other words, it is a clear ringing call. Silver's a metal. Amen. Thank God. Notice uh, just back in how, what it's made of. It's, va- it's valuable. It's precious. It's durable. But it's fit f- to make a certain sound. Thank God. Gospel is compared to silver because the gospel is fetched out of the minds of the sacred scriptures. It's pure and free from the dross of errors and human inventions and human interventions. It will bear to be tried by the standard of the word of God. It is lasting it's durable, and though heaven and earth pass away, the word will forever be. It is the uns- it pictures the unsearchable riches of Christ, the treasures of divine truth. It's comparable to gold, silver, and precious stones. It is valuable and precious. It is profitable. It is satisfying. It is lasting. Thank God. Preachers are to proclaim the truth. Lift up your voices like a trumpet. Make a certain sound. That pure gospel trumpet. Leonard Ravenhill, man of God, said one time when he's talking about us preaching the truth and preachers being sound, if it hair lips the devil, he said sometimes when Charles Finney, that great evangelist, would preach, the whole congregation would get up and leave. I'm telling you right now, that is good, uncompromising preaching. Not my intent that everybody leave, but thank God he was preaching to a crowd of Sinners out on the streets and people that were steep in religious and didn't want to hear the truth. Thank God for folks who love the truth. Notice not only the sound, uh, the make is silver, but notice this, it is a single sheet. Verse 2 says, of a whole piece shalt thou make them, solid mass of silver. The single piece of this silver talks about unity. It speaks of uh, the unity of the testimony of redemption, that single piece that's beaten with a hammer. It kind of reminds you of that, uh, the candlestick. In Exodus chapter 25, verse 31, the candlestick is a picture of Christ. It's gold, uh, is a picture of divinity. It's one piece, and, and, and it has to be beaten with a hammer and, and fashioned and shaped and worked not not welded together, but one solid piece. The Word was made flesh and was beaten. Jesus was made flesh and was beaten to shed light to a lost and dying world. Uh, that candelabra is a picture of the Word of God, the written Word of God. The 66 books of the Bible speaks of the 66 bow. Uh, when you add up all the bows, knops, and flowers, there are exactly 66 points that give light in that candelabra. Remember, it's the only light in the tabernacle. Thank God the Word of God is our only light. It is a it is a blessed work. It is a beaten work. 
and it denotes pure, unmixed gospel of Christ. So you see, the the it's a single sheet. The sounding of the trumpet, the the fact that it's made out of silver, the may the fact that it has a certain sound that it's made out of a single sheet. Notice the significance in verse number two. It says that thou mayest use them for the calling of the assembly. It, God used told them. He said, "This is a certain mission. I want you to use this trumpet, and I want you to use it uh, when you use just one blowed. Uh, when one trumpet is blowed, that, that means the princes and the heads of Israel come. When two trumpets are blown or alarm." Then the whole congregation was to show up. Uh, thank God, they, they, there's a significance in the sound. There's a certainty in the sound. Uh, notice the selectiveness of the trumpets. Notice its digits. There's only two. Notice the designation. There's only two people, Aaron's sons. They were two t- trumpets to be made. And they, these two symbolize a lot of things in the Bible, but there's two trumpets and two uh, witnesses. Amen. Two sons of Aaron. It kind of reminds you of that two witness principle. Mark's just, Mark and the disciples, Luke said, sent out 70. Mark said they went out two by two. Amen. The trumpets were two in number, two in number for the witnesses. Amen. Two in the Bible is the legal position that was required to bring evidence against a person or for the innocence of a person. One person would never be accepted. Two is the necessitated. Two is required. Two is demanded. The corroboration of two, the witness of two. Amen. I've experienced him. Amen. In all of his glory. Amen. I've experienced him in all of his grace. You said, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying, thank God, a witness for somebody to bear witness. It's not hearsay. It has to be an actual experience. Have you experienced him? I hope you have. I've experienced him in all of his glory, all of his grace, all of his godliness, all of his branding, all of his goodness. Thank God. Can I get a witness? I say, amen. Thank God for being a witness. Deuteronomy 17, 6 through 7 says, in the mouth of two witnesses. That's also a New Testament principle. Second Corinthians 13, 1, the mouth of two or three witnesses. Amen. Let every word be established. These two trumpets, these two uh, men, these two priests that represented God to men. The two preachers are to represent God to men. They're two witnesses, two witnesses of revealed presence. Every aspect of Jesus' ministry, there's two witnesses. Y'all have already heard me preach this. Two witnesses of his revealed presence. Two or three gathered together in his name. He said, there am I. Two witnesses of his royalty at the baptism of Jesus, the Father, the Dove, and the Baptist preacher. Amen. The incarnate Savior. That's a whole lot more than two. The two witnesses of his redeeming work on the Mount of Trans Transfiguration in Matthew chapter 17. You got two witnesses of heights in the heavens. Amen. When break and when the glory broke out, that's Moses and Elijah. Amen. That's the law and the prophets. They preached and spoke of the decease of the cross. Then you got three witnesses in the depths of fleshly failings. You got Peter and James and John up there. So you got two witnesses of his resurrection, two angels, also the number of women, James, and above 500 multitudes in the town. Two witnesses of his return. Two men stood in wild apparel, said, Why stand you? Here, gazing. Thank God, can I get a witness? Amen. Two is the principle throughout all the Bible, and two trumpets are to be used because God wants two. He wants there to be a clear, decisive. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me, I, I, I can get off these two witnesses. Thank God I can get a, can I get a witness? Where can I get a witness? I'll tell you where you can get a witness. You can get a witness on the cross. There's a witness, thank God, in the one convicted. One was saved and one was lost. There's a positive and a negative witness in Luke 23, 41 through 42. There's a witness in creation. 
at the cross. Yes, sir. The sun was shut off. The earth shook. The rocks cracked and graves opened. Thank God. There's a witness of confessions. The centurion said, truly, this was the son of God. Pilate's wife said, he's a just man. Hey, man, the right side of the sea said he's done nothing amiss. Pilate said, I can find no fault in him. Thank God. Pilate said also that he was a just person. <laughs> Pilate himself gave three witnesses. No fault in this man touching those things wherever you confuse. No fault uh, wherever you accuse him of. No fault at all. No fault in him. Thank God. There's a witness at the cross. There's a witness around the cross. There's a witness at church. There's two witnesses at church. Witness in their presence. Two or three principal. He said, I, there am I. There's a witness in his praise. Hebrews chapter 13. Witness in, him, in preaching. Witness in the precepts. Thank God. Hallelujah. There's a witness in the community. Mark chapter number two, faith fell on five. Acts chapter number five, remember that? Fear fell on them all that heard these things. That's right. Two, also in the number of the second person of the Trinity, the Son, the Christ. These two trumpets, the number two, may be pointing to the two testaments that direct, both direct to the same Savior. The Old Testament point to the Savior. The New Testament points to the Savior. Thank God. Thank God. Both these testaments testify the truth of salvation by faith, by grace, by his blood, by righteousness, by by sacrifice, two testaments agreeing the same truth, respecting the same person, his offices, his obedience, his sufferings, his death to the prophets and the apostles, but the dispensations and the testaments, everything, all of it points to Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank God for the witness. Thank God for the numbers. Thank God for the specificity. Notice this. Thank God they're the main special. It's a distinction. It's a ministry. There's a danger there's a danger that we all must realize that we cannot make a movement without the trumpet of God. We cannot make a movement. Uh, the children of Israel could not make a movement unless they heard the sound of the trumpets. Glory to God. Amen. We need to stay put where God's planted us until we hear the trumpet blowed, until we're called to war, until we're given instruction, until we're set out to be used of God. The trumpets gave no uncertain sound. Every single one of them Israelites were trained to know the knowledge and the language of the trumpets. They understood the their dangers, the dangers of continuing to break the commandments of God, eventually they will break you. And oh my God, help us. In Israel's life, four camps of the Israelites, the camp of the Levites, and direct them, they should set forward on a journey in our lives and of every one of us in the ministry of the gospel, saints or pilgrims and travelers, they are passing through a wilderness. Our way is difficult. Amen. We've got persecutions, sufferings. We've got hardships and things that come our way, but Canaan is a place that we're traveling to. Amen. To live in that land. Amen. A victory and ultimately ending up in glory. Thank God. Help us to listen to the sound of the trumpets and the preaching of the word of God. Everything that's ever happened to me is good. It's come by way of preaching. Thank God and praising. Thank God for the the trumpet of praise and the trumpet of preaching. Thank God for the trumpet that gives direction to march. And, and thank God for the trumpet that gives direction for worship, for walking, and for our warfare. I remember Spurgeon, Red Spurgeon one time. He said, some go to church to take a walk. Some go there to laugh and talk. Some go there to meet a friend. Some go there to spend their time their time to spend. Some go there to meet a lover. Some go there to cover their fault to cover. Some go there for speculation. Some go there for observation. Some go there to doze and nod. The wise go there to worship God. Notice in your Bible that Spurgeon said also, 
Spurgeon said about these trumpets, amen, being employed, these trumpets were the sound of a joyful noise. God's worship should be a hearty sound. Our worship should be lifting up like voices, amen. The far resounding trumpet and the horn symbolize the power which we should be putting forth in praise. We should, with sounding trumpets, Psalms 98, verse number six, with trumpets and sound of cornet, make a joyful noise. On coronation day, when the monarchs would ride, the people would shouting the trumpets would sound they'd be saying things like thank god for the king the king is here the king is here we ought to be shouting together because the king's here it's time for preachers to blow it out it's time for for men of god to stand and preach the bible warn people of their sin and point them to the only savior for the people of god to sound their trumpets and praise the lord and let the world know on whose side we are and who we love and who we hold dear to our hearts and thank god in case some of you that don't ever hear me preach again let me say one more time. What will you do when the law of God comes in terror? When the trumpet of the archangel shall tear you from your grave? When the eyes of God shall burn their way into your guilty soul? When the great book shall be opened and all your sin and shame shall be punished? Can you stand against an angry law in that day? No, you can't. Heed the sound of the trumpet. Bow your knee and ask Jesus to forgive you of your sin. Amen. It is time to blow it out. And I say glory to God. It definitely is time to blow it out.